Okay, so uh, way back in the 1980s, I was a college student, and I went by the nickname Crisco. Um, it was just what I was called. Everybody called me it, my friends, my professors, everybody. And back then, I was part of a junior year abroad program in Madrid, Spain with New York University. And also back then, my mom was working as a professor of Golden Age Spanish literature at Smith College, which is this prestigious little all-women's college in Western Massachusetts. And she was ecstatic, not just because I had announced to her that I wanted to major in Spanish, but because I was part of this program with NYU. And it was a program that was run by one of her esteemed colleagues, who I'm going to refer to as Tonio. And Tonio was a fellow Hispanist to my mom. He, he had published on many works from the Golden Age era, and she respected him highly. She found him to be her equal. Now, my mom, she was super formal. She was a true academic, but where she was that way, Tonya was a playboy. He liked to have fun. He liked to hit the town. He liked the Madrid nightlife, and he loved wine. And so during one of our breaks in the year, he offered a four-day seminar for all of us, and that was titled, A Cultural Appreciation of Spanish Wine Through the Ages. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I signed up immediately. All my friends signed up, and my good buddy Steve, who ironically now teaches Spanish in, in Minnesota, he also signed up. And so basically this amounted to a four-day booze cruise on a Greyhound bus through the wine country of Spain known as La Rioja. And so for four days we, we partied, we wined and dined, we had such a blast. And on the last day, we came to this little mountain town in La Rioja and there was a winery there. The owner was a good friend of Tonio's and the winery also doubled as a lodge and had a very fancy restaurant in it. Antonio had made arrangements, special arrangements, for us to have this, this big party, a big, big feast down in the wine cellar, down underneath everything. And it's, it was a wine cellar that had been built something like in the 1400s. And so we had this big Spanish band there, and there was Spanish music, and there was Spanish food. It was a lavish dinner, and it was a total blast, and there was tons of wine flowing. And so at the end of the meal, at the end of the party, the owner of the winery wants to take a small group of us on a, a tour of the inner, innermost reaches of the, of the uh, wine cellar. And so he leads us past all these ancient bottles of wine dating back to the 1800s. They're like walls of them covered with, with cobwebs and dust. And he takes us to this, this long white corridor. that It's just these pristine white walls that are lined with, with ladders. And he has us climb up the ladders and look over the other side of the walls. And what we see on the other side of the walls are just tanks of tens of thousands of gallons of, of deep red wine. And so I look at Steve, and Steve looks at me, and I say, brother, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Steve's looking at me saying, Crisco, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And yeah, we were thinking the same thing. So later that night, after everybody's fast asleep, we picked the lock to the bodega, and down we went into the, into the wine cellar with our flashlights, and we went over to those ladders, and we climbed up those ladders, and in we went. <laughs> yep, we went for a swim, and we were splashing around, having just a freaking beast of a time. I mean, it was awesome. But what we hadn't considered was that when you do that, and you jump in a tank of wine, you displace a lot of it. And so, 
just dozens upon dozens of gallons of wine spilled over the walls, down those beautiful white walls, painting them a new crimson color, forming these huge puddles below. And what I didn't tell you is that when we did this, we were buck naked. Yep, so we, we wanted to be stealthy, you know, we, we didn't want to leave any evidence, and if we'd gone in our clothes, we would have stained the clothes, and then we would have gotten busted. But we didn't think that there would be puddles below, and as we climbed out of the vats, we walked through the puddles and left these beautiful little purple footprints all the way back to our room, so by the morning, we were outed. <laughs> and so, the following morning, when we all go down for breakfast in the big dining hall, Antonio gets up in front of all of us, and he's with, with the owner of the winery. And the owner of the winery is clearly really pissed off. And he, said, he recounts the tale of how somebody had the audacity to break into the wine cellar and go swimming. And it's a big problem, because not just the winery's owner is pissed off, but the whole town is pissed off because we brought shame to it. Why? Because that was religious wine. That wine was for the church, the Catholic Church of Spain. And so I'm looking at Steve and I'm thinking, oh crap, I am in so much trouble right now. We're gonna get expelled. How will I ever live this down? How will I ever explain this to my mother? So Tonio comes over to us and he grabs us both and he takes us into the kitchen. And the kitchen was this really special kind of kitchen because it had this huge like panoramic window that provided complete soundproofing, but it allowed the diners to look in and see exactly what was going on in the kitchen. And so Tonio has a stand in front of the, the window and he's up there gesticulating. He's screaming and hollering and he's yelling at us and he's acting like a mad European. And he says, how could you do this to us? How could you do this to me what were you thinking if you ever 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 have the opportunity to swim in a vat of wine again and here he, he just pauses and looks right in my eyes and he says you come get me first I have always wanted to swim in wine and I have always wanted to be Bacchus <laughs> so Steve and I are looking at each other like did we just get away with this and so, Tonya makes it very clear to us that we've got to act the part of the castigated because the townspeople are really pissed and we've got to get out of there. So we load up on the bus really quickly. We have our, our bags packed and we head to the back of the bus. We hold our heads in shame. We don't say a word on the, on the trip back to Madrid and we get to about 10 miles outside of Madrid. We've been listening to our, our friends making fun of us because we're such ugly Americans. And Tonya comes back to us and he says, you know, you two had better not go back to that town. You will not be welcome there. In fact, they will probably string you up like Inquisition style. But I have something special for you. And he reaches back and he gets these two bottles of wine out and he hands one to each of us. And he says, here, one for you, Steve, and one for you, Crisco. A bottle of the very same wine that you seasoned with your bodies. For hundreds of years, it has been called sangre, the Cristo, the blood of Christ, forevermore reduced to sangre, the Crisco. Thank you very much. <laughs>